proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, let's talk rally episode 26. Uh, I'd like to welcome along to start with anyway, Connor Edwards. Connor, you're welcome as always. Kevin, thank you very much again. Delighted to be back on the episode. Yeah, I we had a wee break there last week with holidays and one thing and another, so it's good to be back. Um, and this episode here, we catch up with John Armstrong, Adam Hall, Desi Henry. Uh, we had a quick word then with Aaron Glothen and Stephen Wright, uh, Simon Reid, and Hayden Patton. But like, um, I suppose whether really we should maybe take a wee quick look back at Cork because we missed it last week. Um, fascinated by this tournament championship it keeps giving, Connor. Ah, uh, look, uh, you know, it, it just the efforts that Josh, Alistair, Marion, and Callum Devine are are putting out there in the stages. Like, there's no holding back. Yeah. Um, I made the trip down to to go and spectate on the on the Saturday. And it's just, again, phenomenal to watch. Absolutely fantastic days rallying, um, just standing in the ditches, you know, watching these guys. Absolute masterclass in in, in Irish rallying. They were phenomenal. Yeah, you know, you know, we keep looking further afield and thinking, you know, we're missing out on something. But we have it all here in our own doorstep. It's fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, when you watch clips from the ERC and the BRC and some of the other championships, we have it here in our own doorstep. And again, you know, as we've said before, it's not just at the top end of the field either. Mm-hmm. When you go through the classes, there's some fantastic battles going on. There's some fantastic drives out there and some really, really strong competitors. Yeah, it's brilliant to see, you know, like a, that, as you say, the strength and depth, you know, you have the modifiers, you have the, the juniors, your rally four guys, the historics, you know, like um, Adam Hall later on the show will give us a breakdown of all the various scenarios for the championship. It's, you know, it's been a brilliant year, really. It has. It has, genuinely. From the ITRC point of view, especially, it's been a really solid, strong um, Tarmac Championship this year. It's been a joy to go and spectate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose, first of all, then, John and John Armstrong, you caught up with them? I did. I had a chance to just to catch up with John, basically to see how his year to date has gone in the Junior WRC. So he's competed on... Uh, Oh, I've forgotten now. Is it five oh, rounds already? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and then they're about to get ready for the last round, which will be coming up in a, a next month in Greece. And uh, John's basically give us a you know as as we'll all hear shortly gives us an update on on how things have gone so far this year. But also John has a fundraiser coming up and a very important fundraiser. Um, you know he's really done this championship on the tightest of budgets, and you know there's still a hole in that budget to get him to the start line. Um, in Greece, and he has. 
the potential to win this championship. And again, like last year, nearly won the championship last year. Unfortunately, just an accident on the final round, but paid mm-hmm. to that. And he ended up runner up. But at the moment, he's lying second in the championship. Oh, sorry. Apologies. He's actually joint leader in the championship mm-hmm. um, on on 85 points. And, uh, you know, going into Greece, it, it's kind of maybe a bit of a neutral territory for, for the there's potentially four people could win this championship with double points. And it's just, you know, as I say, there's a fundraiser to to try and get the final piece of the jigsaw together for him financially. Um, coming up this Saturday in Gary Jennings's bar, the Mayfly in Cash. Um, and it's taking place. A few friends of, of John and pardon the pun have rallied around to um, you know, organize the, the evening forum on Saturday the 13th. And we caught up with John just to hear how his year has gone to date and in the JWRC and also just to tell us a little bit more about the fundraiser night on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Whenever you take into account uh, the double points for positions in Greece and also drop scores and uh, stage win points on offer in Greece, it's, uh, it, it leaves it open to a lot of people. You know, the championship isn't over until the, the last stage almost. So I don't know exactly who, who all is still in the running but for sure um me sammy pajari and, and robert burvis are are probably the ones that are really gunning for the championship and uh yeah it looks very interesting on the table at the minute i think me and sammy have the same points and then robert is only a few behind but um yeah with drop scores obviously i think uh that would leave you know it leaves sammy in a more favorable position than, than me but still it's only, you know, you're talking 10 points. So, yeah, the difference between first and second in Greece is going to be 14 points. So that's already that deficit made up. Uh, but it very much means that it's probably going to be winner takes all in Greece. And um, we know that it's quite a, it's known to be quite a demanding event. I think maybe the stages now aren't as rough as what they would have been back 20 years ago but there's still some very rough sections and also we know that our little cars even though they're, they're four-wheel drive they, they want to be big rally cars but uh they still lack a little bit of on the on the strength side probably than than what uh you can get away with a rally 2 or wrc so you always have to keep that in the back of your mind that you have to look after the whole package the tires the car and think your way through the rally but you don't want to be sat thinking too long and, and then, you know, it's too late to make up time if you've been caught sleeping. So it's a, a difficult uh, balance to strike, but it should be a really interesting rally. And, you know, you mentioned the tyres there. Would be would there be much of a concern there with the, the, the rough terrain? Will you really have to look after the tyres on this one? Well, I think an interesting fact that maybe a lot of people don't know is actually we, we use an R2 tyre well, it's basically, it's the same tyre that has been used on R2 Rally 4 cars for the last, I don't know, 10, 10 years, maybe the, con- the construction and design of the tyre. Uh, the Rally 2 cars and WRC cars have a more um, robust design and, and slightly stronger sidewalls. So, yeah, obviously, if we have four-wheel drive, we're going to be going into corners a lot more sideways than, than a, a, a two-wheel drive car. So, the sidewalls aren't as strong, so it's always something that we have to be a little bit careful of. But yeah, it's one one of those things. Probably run the the tire pressures a bit higher as well to try and avoid uh, getting punctures. But you're gonna 
gonna have to strike a balance there where they're not too high and you're dropping lots of time as well so um but for sure you know punchers are always a risk on on any gravel rally and especially the the rougher ones so um yeah we'll have to try and avoid those if we can but at the at the same time the puncher is not the end of the world if you can drive to the finish or if you can change it quick enough um then yeah maybe the other people around you will also have some issues and if you can if you can uh, overcome an issue let, let's say drop in the least time possible then you're still in the mix at the end of the rally so um yeah we'll we'll see how it goes and round four was in estonia and and you know your competition's coming from sammy who's a Finn, and from robert who's estonian so you were probably a bit on the back foot there you were one point ahead going into that and now after estonia your your level points with Sammy and and Robert's only one behind. Do you feel Greece kind of levels the playing field for all of you? I think it does probably level a, a little bit just because none of us have been there before and uh, yeah, it's it's a terrain that you know probably doesn't really suit any driver in particular. You know, there's no drivers that are coming from you know somewhere like Spain or or even Greece or Portugal would be really familiar with that type of terrain. So, yeah, I think it probably is um, not a bad rally to finish with in terms of, you know, say we, we had to finish the championship in Estonia or Finland, then it would be maybe a bit more difficult. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be all about just trying to get into a good rhythm on the rally and, uh, you know, try to obviously put in some good stage times and stay out of trouble and yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult to know who's going to be the champion until that final stage is is finished because even then you know it's not over until you cross that finish line so yeah i think it's it's one of those ones you just maybe got to do your own thing and you know trust that your approach is is going to work out and um yeah do it your own way rather than trying to trying to focus on others but for sure it's got it's quite a tricky rally in in the, the schedule just because it's a three-day recce and you know the juniors have never done a three-day recce before to my knowledge i've never done one um obviously you travel down to athens on thursday which is i think a two-hour drive uh do the super special stage then there's a overnight regroup uh after that and then on thursday on Thursday night and then on Friday morning you'll start from that park Fermi in some other part of Greece and start the Friday stages. On Friday there's a lot of single pass stages which is something that again not many of us is probably really familiar with. You know you're only getting one shot at a stage and I guess if you can if you can nail that stage or you've got really good pace notes then you'll have a really good time but Again, that's something that's a bit different for, for us boys that's used to two or three passes on, on a rally of, of one stage. So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting and a lot of um, kilometres to cover. And, yeah, they're going to be long, long day and long days and, and a long week. And we all know it's extremely expensive to, to go rallying and, and certainly it's been quite a challenge putting together a budget, you know, to do this junior WRC campaign and, you know, it's fair to say you've been doing this pretty much on a shoestring. You haven't had money for pre-event testing. It was pretty last minute even getting your entry in for the first round in Sweden as, as you were still, you know, trying to find sponsors and backers. 
Yeah, um, everything came together quite late this this year, and uh, you know Sweden came to came together very last minute, and uh, yeah, thankfully, um, you know we've had a, a lot of uh, good people around me and sponsors come um, forward to to get me and Brian where we are now, um, but there's always been that uh, hole in the budget, and when I say a, ho- a hole in the budget, I mean you know, that's just to get us to start the event uh, without testing, like you said. So um, sort of, we sort of always knew it was going to be hard to finish out the season because that, that budget was always missing. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's always difficult because uh, I've went back to some of my current sponsors and got more money for um, events such as Portugal and Estonia. And, you know, there's only so, so so much that people can do to support you and we're really grateful that everyone has done that so far but for sure um you know we need to try and get to, to greece now which is why we're doing the, the fundraiser night and um yeah it's been really great the the support that um we've had towards that so far and uh also the some of the the local guys in Fermanagh that are helping um organize that for me um, you have the fundraiser this week on the 13th. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, it's going to be in the Mayfly in Cash, uh, County Fermanagh. Um, of course, Gary Jennings is the owner of the Mayfly at the minute. Um, Jay, so yeah, I guess it's sort of, uh, let's say, a, a, you know, a, a normal schedule for fundraiser. We've got uh, a bit of a rally car display that's starting at um, 7 p.m. Um, out, out the back of the Mayfly. Uh, you know, there'll be a chance to mingle and there'll be lots of um, people from the, the rally community there, uh, you know, from from Fermanagh and surrounding counties like Donegal and places like that. Uh, hopefully we're going to have some some special guests um, on the night too, uh, some familiar faces, but uh, just can't confirm totally at the minute. But there'll definitely be some uh, some legends of, of the sport and from motorsports. So really looking forward to seeing all those people and, and uh, having a good chat. Um, there'll be some live music as well. And then we'll also have uh, an auction. And um, we've been posting on my Facebook page and on the Facebook uh, event page some of the items. We've got some really cool stuff like passenger seats with the likes of Gary James and Catherine McCourt um, and, and Mecco Harvnum, which was a surprise. That one came in very late. Uh, but... You know, even myself, I, I would like that one. Um, it's very, very cool. So, um, but yeah, we've got lots of stuff. We've got the, the helicopter experience and the Ulster Rally. That's another um, brilliant, uh, brilliant one to get. Um, we've got the Craig Breen fireproof underwear top. You know, we've got so many cool stuff and we're really thankful for, for everyone that's, uh, you know, come forward and offered these, these really cool experiences and items and, if you want to see what we have, um, you can go on my Facebook page or, or the event page on, on Facebook as well. And uh, we, we will take, um, you know, phone bids on that stuff as well if anyone is interested. So, yeah, we'll be posting some details on how to do that. Uh, and then, you know, we've got ra- a raffle as well. So we'll be selling raffle tickets on the night. And we've got various um, raffle items as well, which are really, really cool. We'll be draw- drawing them from um from a bucket and yeah we've got stuff like uh you know model cars and 
WRC merchandise and, and things like that. So um, there's something for everyone and uh, yeah, should be a good night's crack as well. Brilliant. It sounds like it should be an amazing event, John, and genuinely wish you all the very best. I think at this stage, every penny, every cent counts. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Connor. As you said, uh, every penny counts. You know, this is just to get us to the, the start line. But of course, you know, the more we can raise, the better, because it gives us the opportunity to maybe do a test or, you know, to prepare even better and, and uh, just be a lot more comfortable in our approach. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can we can do a good job in Greece as well. And uh, yeah, and then come back home and uh, hopefully we've had a good result and, and get what everyone wants, which is a championship win. But at the same time, it's not easy and, you know, you have to just do your best and focus on the driving and that's that's all me and Brian can do is, is give our best and hopefully it's enough in the end. Absolutely. Like, you know, you were you were close last year and just unfortunately in Spain just didn't go your way. You know, you were very close, as, as you know. Um, so and, and at the moment you're tied on points going into that last round. So we really hope to see you there on that start line in Greece and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Brilliant to hear there from John. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if in some small way each and every one of us could help to bring, you know, a junior world champion title to these shores. Um, so if you can, please help out. Uh, every few quid will help. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, there's a raffle, there's auction items. At, you know, there's some brilliant things there as well too. So well worth throwing a few quid into that pot. Uh, also, I caught up with Adam Hall. Adam sort of goes through the various scenarios of the, the championship, how it can all pan out. <laughs> it's, it's well worth a listen because... It is going to be complicated. You may have your fingers and toes never going to be counting over the next over next weekend at the Australia to figure out how it all going to shake out. So, without further ado, we'll catch up with Mad. Like to welcome along now, Adam Hall. Adam, you're very welcome. Thanks, Kevin. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It has. It has. It has. So, Adam, uh, not only are you the, the man behind Rally Insight, you're also the press officer for the Irish Tarmac Championship. And we thought we'd get you along this today just to talk us through the, the various permutations of, you know, how the championship's going to uh, settle itself out next weekend at the Ulster Rally. It's going to be another epic battle, good look of things. Yeah, you've, you've landed me with a hard task <laughs> to try and explain explain all of this. And uh, I don't think Cork made it any easier either, the, the way that all ended up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think simple terms, you've... You have three, three guys and with a chance of taking the Tarmac Championship mm-hmm. on the last round. Obviously, Josh has, has got a strong position, but yeah, I think it's a good thing. We've still have a title fight going to the last round. Absolutely. You know, you know, we've seen that Ulster was going to have double points at the end of the season. Uh, you know, we kind of thought, oh, sure, the championship will probably be decided by then. And even though Josh has been so dominant this year, like he still has to go to Ulster and get a, a decent result. Yeah, and just even the fact, I know we've been chatting a few times about it, and like, you definitely sure the others can, can win this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been not mad, like Josh has won all the rounds bar two, isn't uh-huh. that right? Yeah, uh-huh. and he finished um, second. And he's finished well. second on those, uh-huh. so yeah, just with 34 points up for grabs. Um on Ulster, 
he's, he does have have a lot a lot of points to lose. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously it's it's well within his hands. Um, but I, th- I think looking at it, he, he needs to finish um, third or third or fourth on the the two days. I think I think mm-hmm. one one third place finish and one fourth place finish would be enough to secure the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, given the pace that that the championship's been on, there there really isn't an awful lot of time um between first and third so yeah uh, it's yeah. a half spin a puncture like you know we've all seen how cruel rallying can be this year and we've seen the highs we've seen the, the lows like it, it's you know it's never over till it's over yeah again like yeah you only have to say the the guys who've maybe been unfortunate the past few rounds with punctures like Ali had a puncture at the end of Donegal and he slipped from pushing with Josh they were going for the win and next thing Ollie was down to fourth or fifth mm-hmm. within a few stages um so definitely things can happen um and yeah with the the two guys still in with a chance it's it's Marion Evans and Callum Devine obviously mm-hmm. um they'll they'll be going for it they really need to be aiming for um, top place finish on both days if if they're to stand a chance and again it's a strange saying Callum, Callum's not on the entry list so I, I don't know what's happened there I think that surprised a lot of people but mm-hmm. yeah I think everybody will be crossing their fingers that um, he puts in a late entry for, for the Ulster Absolutely, absolutely you know because you know we think of Donegal you know uh, even earlier in the year Callum has probably been you know if not the fastest, probably one of the fastest out there and um, had some, you know, problems and issues and one thing or another that maybe blunted his challenge a wee bit. But they, we keep coming back to this. This season has been mega. The, you know, the dramas, the ups, the downs. It has, you know, if you if you watched the Hollywood blockbuster, you would think it was far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And even back to Cork, like, Pardon the pun, but that rally spun around the the way junction <laughs> in the wet, and yeah. only mm-hmm. Callum Callum was the one who maybe didn't spin as such, but he he stalled, and the time that that cost everyone seen how much how much time mm-hmm. um, was lost there, like arguably that cost a win in the end. Um, but again, just yeah, the the pace has been been good, obviously. Ali had uh, a good run um, in Cork as well, but that that ended early, unfortunately, and um, he slipped out of the the title challenge. Um, but yeah, that's we've had four four guys now pushing for rally wins over the full season. Um, don't know when the last time um, it has been that that's happened so so consistently. Like there hasn't really been a rally where. Where somebody's run away with things or it's it's got boring after the first loop of stages and if I ever thought it was gonna get boring, something suddenly happened and <laughs> turned the rally on its head. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know, like like said, then Desi Henry come into the circuit Ireland and like was on spectacular form and then unfortunately, you know, had issues with the car. Like and Desi's going to be back there as well, too. So like he could, you know. Put, you know, be he could be that the wild card in the mix of that whole championship wrangle as well. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a dark horse. Um, his try from the start, good. Like he, he was blowing, blowing the guys away. Like he, he was, I don't know, 14, 15 seconds um, up on them until the car gave up. And yeah, he's he's had a bit of time in the car since, and you now he's been working on um, some things with the car. So hopefully, for liabilities. Um, Going, going better now, uh, he'll be right in the mix. And again, with with the championship points side of things, all all that battle going on, having Desi there, hopefully just going on for a win or a podium or whatever, like a, it just adds something different into the mix. Um, and three three sharp stages, I think, on Friday with um, one, in, one in darkness at the end as well. So... Definitely, like I think, end of Friday night, there'll there'll be plenty to talk about for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely, and you know, and we we can't forget Marion Evans. Like Marion Evans started in Galway so strong, like he really seemed to take the step forward. And then I'm sure he won't make me say he seemed to lost his way a wee bit there, but come back into Donegal and Cork, he was back on the pace again. So you know, definitely can't discount him. You know, for the Oscar Rider. Definitely. Like he, he's always always been there. I think you never know what Dulster's like with weather. Um it usually ends up being fairly changeable. I know it's it's sunny this week, but there knows what it'll be like <laughs> um come next weekend. Uh but yeah, no, I think Marion will Marion definitely won't be far away and he seems seems to go quite well um in mixed conditions too. Yeah, it seems to fit his day. So you know, so as you say, the three guys there have it all to play for. And if we thought that was going to be, you know, a mix, what about this modified bottle as well? Like it's it's anybody's game at this stage. Yeah, you're right. And again, as another tale in Cork, we we thought James Stafford had it mm-hmm. in the bag, and then um, he had suspension failure, and then Colin Byrne picked picked up the top place and yeah thought thought he was gonna take top points home and would have gave him a, a nice um gap at the top of the championship and then obviously he hit a bail and retired and Simon Reid was was the next man and he was able to bring it home this time. So that's somehow that's propelled him to the top of the standings just like that. Mm-hmm. Um so he's got 48 points. Stafford's got 44, Colin Burns got 36, and there's still guys within touching distance behind that. Um, Gareth Black and Damien Toner, they still have mathematically have a chance, and they're going to a rally that's closer to home for them. So, yeah, I think Damien Toner especially, he's he's in fifth place in the standings, but he's definitely a, a strong outsider Um yeah, terms of, as you say, like the stages are a wee bit closer to home for him, and you know yeah. it, it always goes well, you know, in the, the more northern events as well too. So, like as you say, he can't be discounted as well too. And, and you know, at, at, at this moment in time, you know, James Stafford hasn't an entry in. Has he given up his championship campaign, or again, a bit of Callum, or we fingers crossed it, he make an appearance yet? Yeah. Hopefully, like that, <laughs> that Darian's something special. But I think we've seen in modifieds this year across the two day events, like there has been a lot of mechanical trouble. And just I, I seriously think it's just the pace that that the guys have been running at. Um, mm. 
like it's must must be sore machinery. There's, there's plenty of points being dropped and non scores. I think even we obviously talk about drop drop scores at the end of the season, but I don't think that um is yeah I don't think that's having anything to do with the modifieds at the moment because no. um there's been a few non non scores so right, everyone's had their yeah. issues throughout the year yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah exactly so mm-hmm. no it's interesting like the Simon Reid Colin Byrne battle was quite quite interesting in um Cork and with Damien Toder coming coming here in Ulster obviously he's probably the favourite to to win modifieds there at the moment mm-hmm. so just to see what way it all ends up at the end of the two days it's, yeah. it's going to be pretty interesting it definitely is we'll have to get the fingers out and start counting <laughs> <laughs> and then also you know the the rally four guys too they're having an, an epic battle this year as well too you know we think of ryan caldwell jason dixon joseph kelly you know they're all you know they're all trading times and come you know come the end of the rallies the points has been up on the board too and that's there's still all to play for there as well yeah, it's it's a lot closer than than you think as well. Um, after drop scores, there's only eleven points between the top three guys. Um, Ryan Caldwell is leading that after he had a very good start to the year, and um, he's never been far away. But Jason Dixon sort of took took the championship by storm over the past three rounds. He's he scored top points in the round since Killarney, and um, so. He's 11 points behind Caldwell as it stands at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, 34 points on offer. So, yeah, it's, it's all to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think those guys just drive hard no matter what. So, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, we should say uh, Ryan McHugh has already got the junior championship wrapped up. Like, Ryan has had a fantastic year. Um, only started rallying like October last year, he hasn't even rallied in a year yet. So to, to get his first title under his belt shows that there's a there's a great talent there. Yeah, some achievement like when when you pull it like that. Um again it's it's been big rallies he's he's been doing um and picking up top points along the way. And it was yeah, it was quite a quite a unique rallying way that the, the championship um was claimed for him at the last. He he had mechanical trouble, had to get it sorted in service and came back in rally two just to just to get the points to, to claim the championship. So mm-hmm. no fair play to him and fair play to everyone involved in, in that time to to get him sorted um, and back out. And yeah. yeah. To get to get a championship like that's bound to be a special film. Yeah, like in his first year, Alan, you know, like that guy has a bright future ahead. There's no doubt about it. And then the yeah. historics, you know, you, you know, that's historic championship. I think this is probably one of the strongest years it's had in a long time. You know, strong entries and and again the battle there. It's it's going to be a battle royal as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh dear, definitely run out of fingers um, <laughs> when you talk about guys and with a chance of winning historics. Uh, it really, really, really has been one of the one of the best championships to follow this year. Um, of not like not only has it been close, like it's been really, really close. Uh, I think at the moment there's five or six drivers still in with a chance of winning the championship, um, and. When you say that, like it's it's a good chance, a good chance. There's 
been rally wins spread across all of those guys. There's been consistent scores. There's been, um, yeah, there's been fast guys too. And it's, it's got everything like, uh, mm-hmm. and when you, you see those cars go past, obviously the noises, just everything about historic rallying. Um, it's, it's a class spectacle. Uh, but yeah, it's something I think historic rallying is probably only, only going to keep growing um, and get, get stronger. So that's definitely something to, if you're not following already, to, to start following. Absolutely. Um, yeah, check out it. check out the cars and the top top names. And mm-hmm. yeah, follow, follow that one this weekend. I think you'll be hooked on the historic championship next yeah, year. For sure. Because, like, you know, this year in particular, you know, in other years, there's maybe been two or three guys. This year, there's eight, nine, maybe ten guys all going. And, you know, the level of preparation in these historic cars is up there with the best of the best yeah it's it's class like and even i think everybody knows about the the legacies um alan ring and ray braden have have been out in those this year um but it's still uh some work to or giving them a run for their money even even though you, you probably wouldn't expect that uh but uh, another thing that's quite interesting about historics is uh the number of English and Welsh guys mm-hmm. over doing it. So I think Neil Williams um, from Wales, he's leading the championship. Um, and Duncan Williams and Barry and Richards are in the top five as well. So while we we'll always talk about Marianne and at the top eight here, Irish Tarmac um, mm-hmm. racing the guys and on our roads. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see a nice mix in historics too. Absolutely, you know, and it's fantastic that them guys are over supporting, and you know, and it works the opposite way too because there's quite a few of the our guys go over and does the the British historic championship. You know, we think the likes of Paul Barrett over the last few years. Yeah, that's uh, true. Owen McMacken and uh, call him McDade, no, going over this year now too. So yeah, you know that the historic scene is 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 strong and getting stronger, which is fantastic. Yeah. No, it's that's brilliant. So definitely that's another another series. Not not much in it. Um all going down to Ulster and points up for grabs after each day. So yeah, it doesn't really get much better. Yeah. I think you know, what can we say? But watch this space, I suppose, for next weekend. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Can't sell it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. No problem, Kevin. It's a pleasure. Good one. Um, Adam, friend of the podcast, and always great to hear from him. And I don't know, I think I'll have to go to the Ulster with uh, a calculator and maybe brush up on my Pythagoras theorem to understand how, how, how this championship could potentially <laughs> be, be solved and sorted out. Um, speaking of the, of the Ulster, we caught up with Desi Henry, who, you know, is, uh, so brought us up to speed with the, the, the woes and, and issues he's been having with the car to get it right uh, in time for the Ulster. Yeah, like you know, you know, all been well. They've done the dog leap there at the weekend to hopefully iron out all the wee issues that was going on. Uh it's great to hear the close relationship they have there with M Sport as well, too. So it's good to see that everybody's all pulling together and trying to get these issues all sorted out. Uh also we catch up with them uh with Joe Sharp's help as second and third place guys from the, the dog leap there was Aaron McLaughlin and Stephen Wright. So without further ado, let's hear from Desi. Yeah, um, Donegal was was a another disappointment. Um, obviously, we're coming off the circuit of Ireland, where we we thought we could have 
uh, turn things around. Uh, we're, we had such a good run in the circuit up till we had mechanical issues. Uh, so we've had a lot of work and effort for Donegal. Um, you know, with a good reggae, uh, done good tests. We made improvements to the car. And uh, unfortunately, when we got there, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, we uh, had new software loaded up in the car again. There was some issues, um, you know, in the past. Uh, so M Sport, uh, they had an engineer at the event. So, uh, no, it sort of went wrong from the get-go. Uh, come out of stage one, we, we didn't have any real pace. We knew there was something wrong, but just wasn't quite sure what it was. In stage two, I think the problem started to show its head. Um car was down in power and then eventually was cutting completely out um so look that was that was very very disappointing uh the car chassis wise was feeling good with everything else but we just generally had no had no real power no real kick in the car um but uh and then eventually on uh it just became a thing where it started doing it every stage where the car would cut completely out and in order to get the car to go again, we had to actually pull in, take off our belts, go to the master, switch in the car, switch it off, leave it for 10 or 15 seconds, switch on again, and then get belt up again before we could actually you know, go on the stage. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was extremely frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, certainly an event to forget. We obviously, again, we had the engineer there and he was trying things every time we come back into service. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be that nothing was resolving the issue. So eventually then, uh, must have been the second look on Saturday, uh, we just decided to pull the pin and you know, back to base and see if we could get to the ball. But so, mm-hmm. uh, no, it was certainly a Donegal to forget. I think I'd said to you before, uh, Donegal was never a lucky event for us. No. So it's can, it can continue to, to be the case. So there's always next year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could think there was no point to continue and, and you know, end up then you know, you know, overdriving and maybe having an accident or something like that, and it wasn't you know there was nothing to be gained, I suppose, really at that point. Yeah, especially Donegal, where you know um, the pace is so high, uh, and unless you're completely committed, you're you're not going to be on the pace. You know, it's it's very very difficult when you're not in that battle, when you're not in the middle of it, to you know to put the foot, foot down and you know not so much take the risks, but just have the complete calm. Confidence to, to push on. Um, you know, if you're if you're in a situation where you're uh, super rallying or you've lost minutes, it's uh, you put the thing over the heads and you feel it in Egypt. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we just thought, no, uh, the, the fact that we weren't trying to get to the bottom of the issue on the event, and we were sort of beat with it to be honest. So we just decided to pull the pin. It was something beyond what we could have fixed at the rally, yeah. uh, and. Uh, the engineer much as admitted that that we that was something that was a bit deeper uh, and the electronics of the car. Um, so uh, I was just very very unfortunate uh, when we did feel so repaired and we did feel we probably would have had the the pace to uh, to risk the boys. But here, yeah, those as we'll just move on to the next one. Exactly, exactly. So like the dog leap there at the weekend uh, was your first time back since Donegal. I suppose as much as anything else, it was to get yourself back in the frame of mind of rallying. And to make sure that the car was sorted. Yeah, um, we uh, we had an entry in for Cork uh, the week four or two weeks before, it. Um, and uh, unfortunately we pulled around it because we just weren't one hundred percent convinced the, the issue was sorted. Uh, but M Sport had said, "Look, 
give us another week here and we'll have something for you. Uh, so we done that and we sort of said we'll go to Bally Kelly as a as a trial run to see uh, how how it would go. Uh, it probably was as good a plan as any because it's quite a fast list. Obviously, it's around an airfield. Uh, a lot of fourth and fifth gear stuff where uh, you could try just to see what the power in the car was like. So, uh, so no, we went there and we'd done a lot of playing about with a couple of things to try with the ECUs and the mapping and the calibrations. And uh, we took us a few stages just to get everything right and, and set up properly. And, and then uh, from half, we sort of give ourselves a wee bit of work to do in the second half of the day. Uh, but uh, luckily enough, um, it all came together. Uh, but no, it was a great you know, very close battle. There was only a, a few seconds and then up between the top three. So at uh, them them places naturally you're driving around um the complex and you get to know the very, very well. So mm-hmm. you're looking for every single every single second or every tenth of a second you can. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you know, it was it was a good test to make sure that uh, the the problems with the car had been resolved and uh, thankfully the car never coughed all day, excellent, so excellent. Uh, we were very, you know, uh, we, we were we were probably lucky or, or glad we went just to get that out of the road before the Ulster. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you can do as much test and as much trial at these things as you want, but it's only when you put it into an event is when these things can start and raise their head. Yeah. But uh, but I do know Wem Sport is is working very hard. Like they're they're not shying away from the fact there has been some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my car. It's 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 a generic problem with uh, some of the mapping. But uh, I think they have got to the bottom, but they found what the problem uh, was and where it lied. And uh, I'm pretty confident now that we'll be going into Ulster now with a, a fairly competitive package. Excellent. I can think, you know, it must be reassuring from your point of view that there was nothing you were doing wrong as a team, that, you know, that this was com- this was outside your control. So at least now you know that it's sorted, it's dealt with, and you, that you can forget about it as such. Yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult to prepare for you know a bigger rally like the Ulster or Donegal or anything when you're not mm-hmm. sure maybe if the things right or not. Um, but you know in the background you had M Sport saying, look, um, we are fixing this. We're it's getting resolved. We're we're nearly there with it. And uh, you know and the, you know even at the weekend there, I think you had a few uh, cars out in uh, out in Finland. And uh, there was no there was no issues over the entire weekend. So no, I do think they're on top of the problems, and uh, we just need to make sure that we've, we've uh, all the boxes ticked now going forward till the Ulster. Um, it looks like it's going to be a tricky rally, so we just want to make sure that everything's right. We'll probably try and get another test in the car before before then, and uh, hopefully now our, our luck changes now. Hopefully Valley Kelly's a I'll start to bring back the champagne again. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> and then, you know, we have to make a mention to your cousin Mark, who's turned out to be like a, a good luck uh, charm in the car for you. Every time he's sat with you, you've been either one, you've been on the podium or one good few of the events with them as well. Yeah, Mark, uh, funny, we were having a couple of beer on Saturday night after I came home and I, he did comment then, I reckon that his, uh, his record was probably better than Daniel Elena's. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> as far as as far as the success percentage of start to and we did actually look it up and he is more successful than Daniel Allen and uh, and victories per start. So uh, his fee will be going up now. That'll be the problem. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. So uh, no look, he uh, no look, he thoroughly enjoyed himself and uh, no, he, he he seems to be a lucky charm now. So he does. Excellent, excellent. So you know we'll look forward to the Ulster. Um, 
you don't have to worry about the championship or anything going in there. And as you say, you showed in the circuit that you know the pace was good. You have to go in there now confident of, of securing a good result. Yeah, look, we're we're in a no pressure situation. Um, we can go on and do our own thing. We don't really have the probably the mileage some of the other boys have had under their belt this year. Um, we've sort of done some smaller events and obviously we've, we've tied in with some of the bigger events like the the circuit in Donegal, but. Um, not all we can do is, is go on with the best preparation we can do try and make a good set of notes and uh, but historically the Ulster is a difficult rally uh, I think this year the same things is no different it's uh, I think the stages are quite uh, narrow and tricky um, the weather usually plays a big part in Ulster as well so it's uh, the Ulster is not a lot of times not won by the quickest man on the stages it's one by the person that can uh, get to the finish and, and not make any mistakes Um so, uh, look, we're, all we can do is be as prepared as we can be and drive as fast as we can go. And if that's good enough, we'll, we'll, we'll see in due course. But, look, we're, we're really looking forward to it. We think, we think we're on top of these issues now and we do think we can be competitive come, come the Ulster. Excellent, excellent. And then, you know, after the Ulster then, you know, we come into the, the Northern Ireland, then the Gravel Champions kicks in then, you know, like we have some fantastic Gravel events coming up. But that, that's something you, you normally would show your pace on. Would that be something you'd be interested in as the year goes on? Yeah, uh, always like to try our hand at the gravel again. Um, the uh, so look we done the uh, started the gravel challenge in five mile town. I believe it was the first round of it. And we won, we won it. So um, uh, we're we're leading that championship at the moment. So I think there's another three rounds of it, um, which is uh, I think must be the Leglands, the Bushwhacker, and the Spurns. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, which is Mar- run by Marfelt Motor Club or, or our own club. So uh, we'll be obviously looking to get a good run run over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, look, I, I probably will plan now after Ulster to go to the gravel again and go for a bit of sleigh, get the knobblies on, and uh, <laughs> go and enjoy myself for the rest of the year. It's uh, the car, you know, the R five cars are brilliant in the gravel, the great crack, and it's mm-hmm. usually good competition in them rally. So. Uh, so no, it's uh, that will be the plan after us to try and get onto the gravel again and, and uh, try and enjoy the end of the year. Hi McLaughlin, another good day's rallying. Another good day, just not quite there the day now, but uh, it was very very tight racing all day. Uh, we we kind of we had it all day there. We were, we led most of the day and then uh, I think we went for too soft of a tire on stage five and we dropped back a wee bit, but. Jeez, there was no catching Desi there at the end of the day when he got when he got going. <laughs> it was quite. The whole, I think we uh, we finished one point eight seconds between the three of us for second and third. And you oh, finished up second. I was second. Desi first, me second, and uh, Stephen third. Brilliant. Uh, and the conditions were ideal all day. It was. You just can't get a hard enough tire for that there. It's just as hard as hard can be. And uh, even at that, they wear. So they do, but. Oh, it was tight racing. Good fun. But that's what all rallying's all about, sure. <laughs> that is, surely. It was more like Formula One there than <laughs> right now than rally. But <laughs> that tight. And any other plans now for the rest of the year? Or? Uh, no, probably. We'll, we'll be back here for the turkey run again. We might do the harvest. Donegal harvest. Right. And uh, we'll probably do this then. Come with Desi, doesn't come. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a different navigator today as well. Oh, that's the normal man there, so it is. That's, that's Darren. Right. Um, Darren was, uh, was rallying. Where were you at? For Oh, that's right. Darren You're the different busy. man for the lock Darren's too busy for, for me. <laughs> He's a nobody. <laughs> Congratulations, anyway. Thanks very much. 
Stephen Wright, another day over rallying Bally Kelly, and you got third overall. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, really enjoyed it. Weather stayed dry. Pace was extremely hot. Uh, three seconds in the end between the top three, so it was good fun uh, going into the last stage and coming off, coming off it as well. We would obviously rather be the, the other side of it, but uh, yeah, brilliant day of sport. And the good dry conditions as well, which is great. Yeah, sore on tyres, but uh, yeah, no, it was brilliant. Like uh, really. It encouraged everybody to drive on the limit, so uh, and that's probably why the racing was, was so tight as well. So, uh, yeah, great day. And you're dusting the car around all the corners nicely as well, I noticed. Uh, don't, don't know even that, I suppose, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe too much, maybe that's where the few seconds were. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, good, good, uh, good day, it's fun. And you're happy with the car and everything? Yeah, the car was brilliant all day, and uh, never missed a beat. Uh, we had uh, one wee encounter on the third or fourth stage, we ran wide and, and picked up a bit of. Uh, up a, a bit of sort of um, hay on the on the front grill, so that maybe cost us a bit of time. But I think everybody had their little mishaps over the course of the day as well. So, do you want any more plans now for the rest of the season, or what's it? Uh, yeah, no, no plans is the answer there. But you know, hopefully we'll get out for, for a couple of events before the year's out. Um, so one event at a time for me. At the well, congratulations on it. Well done. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thankful for Bessie for taking the time out of his busy schedule there to catch up with us. Uh, another guy I caught up with then was Simon Reid, who was leading the, the two-wheel drive battle going into the Ulster Rally. Uh, but, you know, that championship's every bit as fascinating as the overall battle. Uh, you know, it's all gained fine margins. So let's hear what Simon's thoughts as ahead of the Ulster. Uh, Kevin, the, at the start of the year, our plan was just, it was one rally and that was uh, Donegal, just to get to Donegal now, not to, to try and battle anyone up there. But it was just get an entry and see what happens. But uh, we had a good a good enough result in Galway, wanting the best, but we got around in the horrendous conditions. Uh, went to West Cork after that and we got a good enough result and so on. Clarney was good. And then by Donegal, we were second in the championship. So, uh, how can I say? Donegal didn't go too well. We <laughs> with that in a while, but uh, then went to Cork and it kind of just keeps going from there. Yeah, kind of can't um, stop. <laughs> yeah. so. you, you've got sucked in, and like you know, up to this point, you know, you've been doing like mostly like national rounds and uh, you know things like that. There, so it's been a lot of one-day events. Maybe you know, maybe every year you'll do Killarney or you'll do West Cork. Or How do you find the two and three-day events? Uh, you know, is this a, a, a different style of driving that you need to adapt for that? Um, the recce's I'm finding very uh, tiring. Um, I still haven't done a three-day event yet, so we didn't finish Donegal, so I haven't got the, I can't say I've done one. Uh, but no, look, the, the recce's are the only big difference. It tires you out a lot, kind of, and um, it's hard to remember it all, take it all in and all that. So, But uh, other than that, there's no difference. Maybe a bit more of a cost, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, having more seat time in the car, do you feel that has helped you develop as a driver this year then as well? Oh yeah, well, seat time is is the main thing. Like, uh, the more seat time you get, the quicker you, you should be getting anyway. And but like, uh, I have one or two friends there to help me with the car, set it up, and all that. And that's what made a bit of a difference this year. Now, so I, I was kind of never happy with the car since I got it. Uh, coming from a front wheel drive car, I struggled a bit. I was trying to drive it like a front wheel drive car, but um, I have a good friend there, and he helped me a lot with set up in the car. And it seems to make a bit of a difference. The last two rallies, kind of. Time wise, so. Yeah. And and these class fourteen cars, you know, like they are a phenomenal piece of kit. 
like it must give you such a great buzz every time you step into one of them. Oh, it does, yeah, but uh, I don't know how uh, the, we'll say Kevin Eves and Ryan Locker and all them last day are just on another level altogether. Like, and uh, I wouldn't say I have the hang of it yet. I'm not there or thereabouts. There's still a bit to go, so but hopefully we'll get there eventually. <laughs> and you mentioned Donegal, you know, like we all know it's the one event that everybody wants to go and do well in it. Like, you know, you, you said you come away disappointed, but even to roll over the, the start line on the Friday, uh, you know, being at like such a rally fan that you are, that must have been some buzz. Oh, yeah, it was the, it was the best experience I've had rallying yet. Like doing the recce, everything, just being around all day Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, we stayed around Sunday now for a good while after the rally, but mm-hmm. um, Donegal is the rally. Uh, yeah. Everyone says it and they're 100% right. Like so. even, you know, from the driver's briefing on the Friday morning, like there's no other event in the country has a, a driver's briefing like it. And then, you know, into Saturday, you're going to, you know, the likes of Fanad and Nogala and things like that there. You know, that must be every driver's dream. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I never seen Nogala. I went off and found it on the first run Saturday, so I didn't get back out till the last run, so I missed uh, Nakala. Um, but the driver's briefing is just like giving a drug addict uh, heroin. Like it's, it has everyone wound up from the, the word go. Um, but no, look, the stages are incredible up there. Uh, the lads know them a lot, which is for sure. They still have to drive them. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, look, it'll be a rally I'll definitely be going to again, and I have to get to the finish next time. Excellent, excellent. So, you know, we'll get back on to this year for yourself. Having John the car, does that allow you to concentrate on your driving that you know everyone else is more or less looked after, that you just have to, you know, concentrate on the driving, nothing else? Oh, yeah, well, John is a, he's the most easygoing person ever you can come across. Like, there's no, nothing is a panic, nothing is a worry. Um, in fairness to him, in between stages, he's texting the boys, he's letting them know, so... When I come into service, I just get out of the car and walk away. Like, mm-hmm. and in fairness to the boys, and they're trying them this year. They've they've managed to do, and we got around. Like, we finished every rally. Like Donegal, I could have finished it, but I kind of the alternator gave trouble Sunday morning after giving the car a small tip when they left park for me. Um, other than that, like I would have finished Donegal, but I decided myself not to go out Sunday again. Like so, mm-hmm. um, after that, car has been reliable and it's down to the boys and service and boys help me after work in the evenings all that kind of stuff so yeah i think you know we keep thinking you know like rallying's not just what you see in the stages as you know the guys coming around in the evenings helping you out you know it's it's all these wee things that all add up that you know we we in the you know the spectators on the ditch just don't see we don't see all them hours going and those guys are vital to make your rallying happen obviously Oh, yeah, like in fairness, like I said they're all my best friends. They don't take a penny off me. Mm-hmm. Only farm, I wouldn't be where I am in the championship or anything because I couldn't afford. Like uh, Ryan Lockran built me a superb car, and he's the best man in the country to run an escort and all that. But unfortunately, I just don't have the money to be paying people to look after me car anymore. So yeah, and like you know, then to go to Cork Twenty, you know, this championship has like the amount of twists and turns it's taken all year. Uh, to you know, for you know, Stafford to go out on the Saturday and then uh, Colin Byrne then on the Sunday, you know, last gasp, and for you to come away with the one, it must have been a dream come true for you. Oh, it is a dream. That's all I've ever wanted was to, to win a national rally, uh-huh. uh, round a round of a championship, or anything like that. So, uh, it was, look, I was so disappointed for Colin. Um, uh, 
Colin has helped me out this year uh, outside the rally and like financially to get to rallies and everything. He's a uh, he's an unreal um, competitor like to be dealing with. He's the nicest man you'll ever meet. Uh, I wa- I felt sorry for him, but look, it's rallying. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, I won and I was happy, but yeah. it's fortunate for him. Yeah, because you you've had the bad days in the past. You know you know what it oh, feels have, like yeah. yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Look, everyone has had a bad day when they're rallying at some stage. So mm-hmm. I know how it feels. Like I did the exact same thing as him and Donegal. I break myself in the and Unfortunately, got stuck in the field and found it, and he got stuck in the, the ditch in Cork. <laughs> it's the, it's the, 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 the great joy of the sport of why we keep going back, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's it. It's, it's a drug. It's, a drug. <laughs> it's for sure, for sure. So, you know, coming away then with that one, it's left you going in now to the Ulster uh, now in two weekends' time. Well, you know, and, you know, a good position in the championship. Like, that must have been more than you ever dreamt of at the start of the year. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Like I said, after Donegal, my plan was to stop uh, doing the championship. But when you're kind of at the top, you get uh, sucked in and you keep saying, no, next one, I have to go to the next one, I have to go to the next one. Ulster now, we're just throwing everything at us. Whatever the car needs, we're finding the money, mother, father, friends, <laughs> everything. Um, just have to get the car through Ulster and see what happens. But mm-hmm. we still have to drive it as well, so... And like you know, the stages up there, they're you know, like the Friday, there's full points for like it's three stages. But like that adds its own element. You can't afford any to sit back or any mistakes or nothing. You have to be on it from the word go. Oh, that, that's the problem. Like in Ulster, uh, the way the points is working, I think we're two ahead of James. Uh, not hundred percent sure is he going? Is he not going? If James goes and he wins both days, and I finish second both days, he wins the championship. Okay. So uh, look. We have to kind of go Friday. I think you're just going to have to go full attack no matter what and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Saturday then, see what happens on Friday, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> so. But, you know, the entry list came out earlier today. At the moment, there's no sign of James, but all it takes is a late entry or something. And it just, you know, it's, you have to go there with the mindset that you're going to attack. Oh, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's very hard to beat James in a Darien. It's uh-huh. hard to be the Darien full stop, but when you have James Stafford and the Darien, it's it's next to impossible. I think mm-hmm. the man is a very seriously good driver, like so. Um, look, as I said the plan is to go up Friday and try my best mm-hmm. and, and see what happens. Yeah, and then you know with the the inclusion of a night stage that also mixes things up a wee bit too, which is is, is great to see. Oh yeah, look, uh, um, uh, I've done two night stages before. Well, three, sorry, two and one rally and uh, one in another rally. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not worried about it, but we'll see. The lads could uh, end up showing me up now, Ratton, and it's, and <laughs> for sure. We'll have to just take it as it comes. Absolutely, you know. And, you know, the quality of the entry for, you know, for the Ulster, we haven't all the big hitters there, but there's still some guys there that will want to knock you off your pedestal as well. You know, Colin Burns going up there, he's still in the championship. Uh, and then you have some of the local guys as well. It's, you know, it could be a very interesting rally because, like, it's more or less a level playing field for everybody because they're, you know, they're stages that most guys won't have done before. Oh, that's it. Well, uh, Damien Toner, like, is well, I think he's the first modified on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. He's twenty eight or nine points behind. If 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 me and Colin both go out and, and Damien wins both days, he'll win the championship still. Yeah. So and like he's, I think he's fifth or sixth over in in points, like. Yeah, uh, you have Garrett Black there as well. He'd be a seriously quick up there as well. I know he's in mm-hmm. as a starlet, but he don't hang about either. Like so, mm-hmm. 
any of the modifieds up there that are registered, they still have a chance with, with the double score. So, mm-hmm. I like that. You know, like, in, you know, whenever the, the calendar came out at the start of the year, you're looking at the Ulster and you're thinking double points. But it's actually left it, that it's going to be a very interesting championship. You know, with the modifieds, the overall, you know, the, uh, the rally four guys, every championship's still up for grabs. So, like, in some ways, it's working out, uh, you know, for the best, really. For the championship terms, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'd prefer for Watton Double now in the situation (laughs) I'm in now, but at the start of the year, uh, it looked great, all right? But Uh look, hopefully it'll be a good rally. And we'll come out out the right end of it. Exactly, exactly. So, Simon, all the best next week, and sure, hopefully all goes well for you. Kevin, thanks for having me on, and thanks a million. Enjoy the podcast. All right, thank you. Thank you. Be interested to see how Simon gets on in the Ulster and obviously wishing all of the modified guys the best uh, and, and girls the best of luck in that in that competition. Um, another event that was on at the weekend, I don't know if you were watching, Kevin, was uh, WRC Finland. And mm-hmm. I have to say that's one of, uh, I don't know, most enjoyable Finlands I've seen in a, quite a number of years. Yeah, like, you know, every year I watch Finland and I get blown away. With the speed, the jumps, the air, oh, it's, you know, it has to be on the bucket list, it really does, you know, it's one of those events that just blows your mind every time you watch it, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. I was very lucky and got there in 2010, and I can tell you, I am itching to get back now, I haven't seen the Rally 1 cars over it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal. Um, I don't know what happened, but I- Ike Tanak showed up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The out that we know um, uh, from a couple of years ago reappeared, mm-hmm. and I, I he finished first in a car that shouldn't have finished first. No, no, because like we've seen um, Neville and Solberg, like Solberg in particular struggling with the car, and Neville had no confidence in the car at all. For Tannock to do what he done is just it, it, it defies logic, really, doesn't it? Completely, he wrong the neck of that car. He got every ounce and more. And especially when you saw him in Estonia, where really he was, he showed he was uncomfortable in Estonia. Mm -hmm. In Finland, he said he was uncomfortable, but gee, he didn't look it. Absolutely not. You know, it just, we had almost discounted them before it even started. You know, we just thought, you know, this, you know, which of the two of us is going to win the rally? <laughs> How wrong were Pretty we, much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our discussion. It was like, okay, is it Kelly? Is it, you know, is it uh-huh. Evans? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Kelly probably was hampered running first on the road on Friday. But like, still, even when they come back on, you know, Saturday and Sunday, when they were more or less running the same place on the road, in, yes, he closed in on them. But at, at no time did it look as if he was going to lose the rally. No. No. And like, in control, out of control, is how I would describe <laughs> watching yeah. that car on the stages when mm-hmm. they, you know, a guy I literally followed every stage in WRC.com. And it's just incredible how he drove that car. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we're so used to saying, you know, the car looks as if it was on rails or whatever. Yeah. That car doesn't. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Anything but. And again, you know, when you said about Salberg, proof in the pudding that that car is. I'd nearly go as far as saying undrivable mm-hmm. in the normal sense. Yeah. You know, Oliver doesn't have the experience that Oit or Neuville have, mm-hmm. but that's why he's struggling so bad in the car. Like a guy that was extremely strong when he did the WRC two runs mm-hmm. 
And then he's just having a nightmare in this car because the car and the team admit it themselves. The mm-hmm. car is totally underdeveloped and it's not right. And, uh, you know, again, it just says of the ability of Oitanic then to be able to take a car like that. I suppose it's when we looked back at the days of Citroen. Mm-hmm. Loeb taking that C3 and making it do stuff that, you know, I couldn't do. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, this talk about cream always rises to the top. And that was exemplified, you know, and like Toyota, you know, on their own doorstep, uh, you know, the the factories in Finland, as I say, before it started, it was like, you know, you know, we'll Elton one or, you know, will Kelly settle for the points and, you know, or what, you know. And did we, you know, didn't even consider Hyundai at all. But, the, no. you know, the boy Wonder had another strong rally. He finished second. Maybe he's disappointed in that. But, you know, it extended he's leading the championship. I think for him, that's a, a 1-1, really. Win-win. Listen, he had a phenomenal drive as well. There was nothing yeah. wrong with his drive. Yeah. It was just, like, if Tanik hadn't been there, we would have said how amazing Cali was. Because mm-hmm. he did. He drove fantastically. Yeah. Didn't put a foot wrong. Mm-hmm. A couple of, you know, slightly wide on a couple of corners was the height of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, it, it practically is a finished car with a finished team. You know, mm-hmm. Calais, what do you call it, lives there. Um, yeah. Lappy lives there. Mm-hmm. Takamoto lives there. Yeah. You know, Evans won Finland last year in, in mm-hmm. Twitter. So like on paper, they should have walked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was know, brilliant. Uh, and we also should pay tribute to Lappy. You know, part-time driver getting in there, you know, in second, then, you know, obviously Kelly got past him. A crazy roll on the penultimate stage. But still, they come away from a podium place there. You know, brilliant result for him. Like, we know how good he is. And it's brilliant to see him getting back to that level again. You know, hopefully now that will give him the the confidence now going into the rest of the season, the rest of the season, the, the whatever event he, he's taking part in. I hope it does. I was rooting for him. He's he's you know he's he's my new Colin McRae or my new Ari Vatanen. Yeah, you know, yeah he's always had a bit of if, uh, something extra about him, isn't there? You know, it's not so. something extra. That bit of old school spice, mm-hmm. you know, coming in with a car half torn mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. You know, it was brilliant to see the car just finishing or sitting on the podium. You know, with uh-huh. and then know. with the goggles on yeah. and all this, you know, so uh, uh, you know, just brought back the old days. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, then Evans and all, and then Tack. Uh, uh, with our own Aaron Johnson there. Yeah, you know, they had like, a great run. They had a good run again, you know, um, you know, strong points again. Like the, you know, they're still in the top six in the world. <laughs> you know, we can't <laughs> you can't dismiss that, you know, which is yeah. brilliant to see, you know. You now yeah. Craig Breen and uh, Paul Nagel didn't have the best rallies, you know, I'm sure they'll admit that themselves. They were told to go for it, they were doing their best. Um, just one of those unfortunate things. Absolutely, it was. Um, and when they did get going right, they were going well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, watching the par stage, and you know, Craig was one of the first up on the on the of the uh, on the par stage, and he didn't look that quick. And I thought, you know, he's okay. He's kind of cruising here. And then when we saw all the times come up, he was third quickest. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, yeah. a joint second, you know, he, actually, isn't he? You know, so uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh-huh. you know, he mm-hmm. was so smooth and controlled. On mm-hmm. that par stage, but he had the foot to the floor. Yeah, but it didn't look it. You know, it was impressive. Absolutely, you know. So you know, hopefully now with Belgium coming up, like an event that he's always strong on, like hopefully he can turn things around because like we know all know how hard Craig works at his rally, and that's you know he deserves a wee bit of a rub of the green now in fairness. 
He does. He does. And look, they were hampered a bit. They didn't have pre-event testing. Estonia was their test mm -hmm. and he didn't get the cleanest of runs in Estonia either. So, you know, he's just he's coming. He's on the back foot at the moment yeah. and probably a little bit unfairly of a spotlight and a bit of pressure on him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, fingers crossed. He he feels comfortable in Ypres. Again, you know, the the car is it, it, the Puma seems good in Croatia and a Monaco on the tar or a Monte Carlo. Sorry, on the mm -hmm. tarmac. So hopefully, you know, it's well suited to Ypres. And, and fingers crossed, they get to do a bit of testing before that event. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you know, WRC two. Um, we had a couple of local guys in was doing it. Uh, Josh McGarlane and Enda McCormick as well. Like Josh. You know, set some strong times. A couple of, you know, unfortunately, uh, early in the rally, uh, you know, clipped the rope or something. You know, you know, so unfortunate because once he got going, the times were so good then. Yeah, no, it was just unfortunate. They got they, they got away with a lucky one. They um got oh, up on the, two on the uh, uh the, the first stage. Uh -huh. um, uh, the super, super special. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, there's a few clips on 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 doing the rounds if you get to see them. But mm -hmm. uh, then they were unfortunate, as you say, the clipping the rock, and then they had a heavy landing on Saturday and bent the you know the the rear axle or the rear suspension mm -hmm. again. So you know they were just unfortunate with the uh, you know having those couple of issues. But when they got going, they were going well. But you know they still completed the event, and it's more mileage and more experience under the belt for the two of them. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and that's that's going to be invaluable going forward isn't it you know so and then you know also like uh timo soon and who had we thought won wrc2 yeah. and got excluded for like 500 grams underweight or something you know i suppose rules are the rules and they're there for a reason rules are rules it's just unfortunate for him i suppose that was a, a fault of the team and you know it's the second time this year he's been excluded you know the the, the previous time was down to himself so mm -hmm. it's just unfortunate he's just having a bit of bad luck as well um mm -hmm. but what it resulted in was Hayden Padden getting a podium finish. Um, Hayden is doing, well, he did Estonia, but he only got as far as a couple of the stages due to COVID. Um, and then he's trying to get himself prepared before Rally New Zealand. And we actually got a chance to catch up with Hayden to see, I suppose, how Finland went for him and what his plans are for Rally New Zealand. Yeah, obviously, um, they say things go bad luck happens in threes, but I think that was four or five. So uh, it was, um, yeah, it was obviously not the what we intended uh, coming over to do Estonia this year. Obviously, we've, we've been working on getting this program up and running for uh, you know a year, a year or so. Um, you know, the COVID situation in, in New Zealand made it quite complicated to, to be able to travel. So to finally get out this year and, and to do some events was. Um, a big bonus for us and then obviously they have a, a positive COVID test um, during a stony rally and uh, it was obviously I was I was feeling pretty bad like um, yeah, uh, there was no way I could drive the car it was just it was too difficult and the car was probably going to end up in the trees if we if we carried on so um, unfortunately we had to move on from that one but then of course Finland in the weekend which is good to get back on the horse and get a WRC event under our belt and, and get things going again. So you you've you've just picked, so basically you, you've put together a program. So you're gonna you're gonna tackle the plan is tackling three WRC events this year with the aim of going for the WRC two championship next year. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's the plan. Um, the whole plan was based on eighteen month program. So this year to get up to speed and learn the car and develop the car, and for our team to gain experience. You know, we're we're running this mainly with our own New Zealand team and and. Most of them have not done rallies outside New Zealand, so it was an opportunity for everyone to come over here and, and to begin to learn um, 
okay, now we've done Finland, we'll go back and do Rally New Zealand um, and get ready for next year. But obviously the biggest factor for next year is still the budget. You know, we don't have the budget in place yet. Uh, and it's the, the determining factor to if we can get back to do the full season next year. And you, you've obviously been working for quite some while to put this budget together. And, and once again, you seem to have really strong support from Hyundai New Zealand. I mean, how important is it to get what you know one of the brand or the brand importers behind you? representing Hyundai New Zealand um, and we have done since 2014 so it's a relationship we've built up over eight years now and that's something that we're both very loyal towards um, so yeah they've been a big supporter of ours uh, and saying that though we, we still have a lot of funding to find um, we still have over half the funding to find to put the program together um, which is a big challenge um, but it is something that you know I have been working on in the past months and I'm still working on now and the intention is that we do Next year, uh, we just have to find ways to make it possible. Um, we have the car, we have the team, um, we have uh, all the resources in place. It's now just uh, that last piece of the puzzle we need. And you, you came over to Europe to, to A, pick up a new car. So you have a, a new i20 Rally 2 um, car. And then you, you obviously wanted to get a bit of experience under your belt as well in events outside of New Zealand. So the first event you did, which was probably a testing session really was a rally in Latvia just to get to grips with the, the, the new Hyundai. Yeah, well, we, we took delivery of the car uh, one day before the rally. Um, so no testing, no nothing, straight into qualifying and into the rally. And, um, you know, it could have gone either way. Um, we obviously had the base set up in the car and, and I guess I was hoping that it was going to be quite close to what, what, I, what I need for my driving style. Uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit the opposite. It was a long way away from what I'm normally used to driving. And um, during a rally, it's obviously difficult to make um, big, big changes. So we could only fine tune it during the rally. But uh, yeah, we certainly struggled with the car in Latvia. But in saying that, uh, it gave us a lot of very good information and data that we're able to use to um, make changes after Latvia. And obviously, next event was Estonia. You were feeling under the weather and really didn't get much mileage under your belt. And mightn't have been in the right headspace even to assess where the car was at. So I suppose you, you kind of maybe came into Finland a bit in the deep end. Would that be right with regard to car setup? Yeah, we're definitely on the back foot. Uh, things, things didn't go to plan. Um, obviously, prior to Estonia, we changed nearly everything on the car, uh, but we didn't have any test sessions. So we, we basically did blind changes and we're hoping to see if we could um, find some solutions here in Estonia. Uh, we didn't have that opportunity because, quite frankly, I don't even remember driving the stages. Uh, that's sort of how bad the, the headspace was. Um, so we didn't really get any information from that rally. Um, after it, we actually then did do a test in Finland, um, and we made more changes to the car. So we've been making all these big steps in the car, but not recording it or not getting a real accurate measure of the changes we're making because we haven't had the mileage that we would have liked. So going into Finland, we're still... A little bit unknown of where we were with the setup of the car. It was feeling better, uh, but until you actually compete with it, you don't know where the performance of the car had. So it was um, nice to get a bit of an indication of that during Rally Finland. And how was Finland for you? Um, certainly, you seem to be in the mix, surrounded by Finnish and Estonian competitors. <laughs> so um, certainly, you weren't on, on. You know, they they had a home advantage. Yeah. Well, every. This is, I think it was my 10th time doing Finland. 
but it's been five years since we've done the last one. So we've known every single year we come here that Finland or the locals in Finland are almost unbeatable. They're just so fast. Um, so we went into this rally with a plan to go, okay, we're not going to try and be the fastest. We're going to try and be consistent, you know, around top five pace for every stage throughout the rally. And then if we can do that, um, every year we always see some of the fins um, get caught out or have mistakes. And then we could end up in a podium position, and, and that's basically what happened. So um, we had a plan. We stuck to our plan. Uh, another factor of that plan was that we couldn't afford to take big risks because this car goes on a plane now to get back to New Zealand. Uh, if we damaged the car, that would have unraveled the whole plan. And when you drive with that one or two percent caution in Finland, uh, it's magnified. You know, in, in Finland you have to be taking risks. You have to be on the limit to be competitive. Then. Um, we just went in a position to be able to do that. And Timo Sunninen was you know, leading the category uh, in, in another Hyundai 20. Were you using Timo as, as, as the benchmark to kind of, you know, get a gauge of where you were at pace-wise? Oh, I think you use uh, all the drivers there. Um, the competition within WRC2 is at a very high level. There's a lot of very good drivers um, and everything there. So um, we, we know... Timu's done a lot of development work in the Hyundai. He's done a lot of seat time. Um, they've made a lot of changes on that car that is a little bit different to our car. So we're able to learn and see what they're doing, and, and they will certainly help us as we go forward. So um, we needed a starting point to know where we, where we are at, um, to know how to work forward from here. And um, someone you know, gave us that starting point. And you got 11th overall, you got 3rd in class, and you're only 10.6 seconds off the 2nd in class. Were you happy with that, or did you want more, or did that give you, you know, what you were looking for, you know, having made, I suppose, a considerable effort and, you know, a considerable cost to, to you know, come here and get the experience, uh, get back on the horse as such? Yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Um, we achieved everything we set out to achieve at the start of the rally. We had a plan we stuck to the plan and the plan worked. So, uh, of course, um, you know, definitely happy for that. Uh, there is always that competitive side of me that always wants more. Um, you know, when you go 10 seconds off the um, Eagle, then you go, well, it was definitely 10 seconds in the rally that we could have got. Um, I don't think we ever had the pace for Timu or, or Linton, um, but we certainly had the pace to be um, a little bit further up. But um, in saying that, it's... The, the biggest thing I was proud of for the weekend was just how the teams worked over the last uh, five weeks here in Europe. Um, you know, everyone's been away from their family and friends. On the other side of the world, we've, we haven't had the resources, we haven't had the tools. We've been hopping from workshop to workshop to workshop from so many people that have been helping us. And we're basically the smallest team in the service park and we're able to still compete um, and enjoy it and be semi-competitive. So I think that's um, a really positive take out of uh, this program. And the nature of the stages in Finland, how helpful are they for you getting a setup now for uh, WRC New Zealand? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's been necessary uh, specific setups for rallies at the moment. I think we're still trying to find a base um, set up for the car across the board. So um, whether it's Finland, New Zealand or whatever gravel rally it may be, I think we're just trying to get that information um, and you know, from everything from the chassis to the to the dampers, to the differentials. I don't think we've quite hit the nail on the head yet for the setup. And, um, and, you know, when I talk about a setup like this, you know, it's about a setup that works for my driving style. Um, 
you know, every driver's got a different style and I've always had a very particular way that I like to drive cars and the way I want it to feel to allow me to have full confidence to be able to then extract the most performance from the car that we can. So um, we're getting closer to that point. Um, the car's come a long way since we first got it in Latvia, um, but there is still uh, still more that we have to, have to have to go find. And will that be a case of just testing between now and Rally New Zealand or do you think you'll actually undertake a couple of events before then? No, we, we need to do more testing. Um, we're, we're in a position where testing is the most valuable thing for us now, where we can back the back things and actually get a, an accurate measure of what's affecting the car and in what ways. Um, obviously, the car goes back to New Zealand now. And if we can, if we can make it logistically possible, we'd like to do some back to back testing with some other cars that we have in New Zealand that we have good information on, and, and that helps sometimes speed up that learning process as well. So, um, we're just going to go through that process. And just out of curiosity, you know, this is your your, your first back, time back in the WRC ages in a while, and it's the first year of the Rally One cars. And you know, there was reports from a few competitors I've heard on various events in Estonia as well as Finland saying that they felt that the Rally One cars are a bit more aggressive on the stages, the ruts seem to be deeper, etc. I was just wondering if you had noticed any real difference, or that the the stages ended up in a rougher condition after the the Rally Ones, whenever you'd gone on the second pass. For sure, Finland always cuts up on the second pass. We saw it again this year. There was um, very rough section. Uh, in saying that, though, I wouldn't say from what I saw four, four or five years ago, I wouldn't say any rougher than what they used to be. Um, but there's so many variables to that as well. Like uh, you know, during the reconnaissance, I thought the stages in Finland this year were in a very good condition. They seem to be a little bit more hard packed. I think there's been some more rain during the summer, which had compacted the roads a little. Um, so in that sense I wasn't expecting the roads to cut up so much um, so it was a surprise to see the, the ruts on, on some of those narrow sections so um, yeah I'm probably not the best judge in that when it's been a while between drinks um, but yeah it's, it's nothing unusual to see quite rough uh, roads on the second pass and you mentioned the, the cars going or uh, on its way back to New Zealand and there was a story there just about I suppose the increased costs involved in that and there was talk of the WRC promoter possibly stepping in to support you with that. Is that true? Uh, yeah, there, there is talks um, happening. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of pieces of that piece of, um, to that puzzle, but we're getting close to confirming a solution and then, yeah, unfortunately because of the time frame between Finland and New Zealand, there's no chance to put it on a boat, so we do have to put it on a plane, which is obviously not um, well, it was already expensive enough uh, two or three years ago. It's even more expensive now. So, um, but yeah, luckily there's a few people that uh, put their hands up to try and help us, so we can get that car back there and uh, do our home rally. And what's the what's the target or what's the plans for the home rally? Have you you know have, have you sat down and decided what that is yet, or or you know what are you aiming for, or going to benchmark yourself against on Rally New Zealand? Uh, for win. Um, there's no other option. We, we'll, we'll be there to win. Uh, I'm not sure there's many European teams coming down, which is unfortunate. Uh, but in saying that, there's some good competition. We know all the local New Zealand drivers will, will be competing. So, uh, but in saying that, you know, we've got some time that we've done on those stages in the past from uh, New Zealand cars. So it'll be a good indication to see where we are compared to those. Um, but yeah, obviously, we're going there with only one goal of mine. And after New Zealand, when do we see you back again, or is that down to, to budget, or do we have to wait till next year? Uh, well, actually, before New Zealand, uh, we come back uh, 
uh, to Wales. There's a tarmac rally um, there in Wales the first weekend of September. Uh, I think Rally Bay, I think it might be. So looking forward to come and do that as a, as a one-off and, um, and uh, back to New Zealand. And then uh, there's a few other events in, um, after Rally New Zealand down our part of the world and both New Zealand and Australia that will be uh, targeted as well. And then, um, but yeah, it'll be next year again until we're back in Europe. And do you think any opportunity in the future we could get you to Ireland for one of our tarmac rallies? Well, I'd love to. Everyone, these, um, a few people have talked about it, so uh, I definitely want to come over there. I've heard a lot of good things about the bumpy, narrow tarmac uh, roads here in Ireland, so um, it's definitely on the bucket list and uh, just going to have to make it happen at some stage. Yeah, we, we'd love to have you here, Hayden. Genuinely, we'd love to see you on the stages. Um, Hayden, thank you very much indeed. Appreciate your time and good luck with your um, trip back to New Zealand and all the best for WRC New Zealand. We'll certainly be cheering you on from this side of the, of the planet. Great, thanks so much. Appreciate it. No problem. So that was uh, great to hear from Hayden Patton there. Uh, it was audio only, I'm sure, for anybody watching on the YouTube. So uh, thank you very much for Kevin Shields for providing a couple of images there. Kevin seemed to have a brilliant time out and filming some fantastic images. If you go on to Kevin Shields' fi uh, photography Facebook page, um, this, you know, the shots he got are awesome. Uh, just I suppose wrap up now. Um, just want to wish Absolute Rally. You know, Tony Simpson and all the guys there, it, you know, that is the go-to rally podcast. Uh, there's, you know, it's up there. <laughs> we can leave but look up and, you know, that's that's the Everest that we need to try and climb. That's, you know, the benchmark that we've always set ourselves against. So wishing them guys all the best as their final episode goes out this week. Um, oh, uh, John Armstrong, uh, if you want to uh, see what's on the offer there, go see John Armstrong Rally on Facebook. And you'll see everything that's there and, you know, where how you can donate and all that kind of thing then. So, um, so until the next time, oh, please like, share, comment, all that kind of thing. I keep forgetting to do this. So uh, if you can do all that, that's all gratefully appreciated. All those things make a huge difference. And if you can rate the show, if you're listening on Apple Podcast as well too, that makes a massive difference. So all those kind of things all help. So until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. Ah, <laughs> ah,